0: I'll stand by passengers, see me at the podium here at City Center. Non-Rev Lounge is a travel
1: and aviation podcast. Monique, Laura, and Tyler are three friends that work for a major airline as gate agent, flight attendant, and ramp worker. During this podcast, they will discuss using their flight benefits to travel the world as well as talk about things that happen at work. They have guests on almost every week to share their travels and stories, leaving tips on the
0: best places to travel and things to do. Enjoy. Welcome to the Non Rev Lounge. I'm Monique. I'm Tyler. I'm Lara. Welcome everyone.
1: Hey, guess what? Today we have a guest. Woo-hoo. So I
2: was listening to our intro, oh, and here we go. We say, <laughs> wife Katie does it, and we say we have a guest almost every week, and we haven't had a guest like a month. We've had a lot to talk about, and so it's good to have a guest back. We're so lucky. We are.
1: This is a guest I've been trying to get on for six months. Whoa. But he's super busy. That's okay. His agent finally got back to you. His agent finally <laughs> got back to me. Okay, so I'd like to introduce Mr. Greg Fernandez. Greg, say hi.
3: Hello, everybody. This is Greg. See, thanks for inviting me. Thanks for having me today. Appreciate that. Well, we love it's having It's Quite him. an honor.
2: Well, thanks for joining us.
1: Yeah. He's an international flight attendant. He's also a purser. He's an actor. He's an MC. He's MC'd all of the America West Airlines reunions. And let me tell you something. I wish I had half. Not even half a quarter of his self confidence and assurance when he's up on that stage and when yeah. he's talking. Like I'll walk up to the stage and he'll he'll point at me and say something funny and the whole like ballroom will laugh because he just everybody eats out of, out of his hand. So he just he's, points at you and everyone laughs. No, yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> he's also a model, and you know what? You know how all of us flight attendants have like second gigs. We always have a side hustle. He for a long time he was an arena. Beer Specialist. How many years were you in Arena Beer? I love
3: that Beer Specialist. (laughs) As a beer guy. it's kind of what that was. Cold Beer. I did that uh, since uh, Chase Field opened up. the First season. And I did that up until maybe five years ago. So I think that was nineteen ninety eight i believe because i was able to do the world series there in fact i <gasps> don't know if i still hold the record for the most beer sold in a single game of course that was me chase field yes Ooh. yes yeah mm-hmm. so as uh, so of maybe five years ago one of the beer guys did remind me of that
0: wait so you were the guy who walked up and down the stairs selling them
3: yep you yep. got be pretty and strong baseball was usually one ca- one case football when i went over to start doing nfl and stuff that was oftentimes two cases with ice up just and saying. down, but it was sales were more brisk than you know. With footballs, it's it's just more brisk. So you're not working quite as hard. That's so cool. Yeah, it was a
2: fun job. Very cool. So yeah. I was going to ask you to not say purser, so we can see how long until you tell us that you're a purser. Oh yeah,
1: that's that's <laughs> they always say. Do you how do you know someone's a purser? They'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay. There are there
3: are times you do tend to kind of let that slip out, I will say. Well,
2: can, have we ever had a purser on the show, have we? No, he's our first purser. So can you explain mm-hmm. what a purser is? Then?
3: Oh, wow. What a purser is. Boy, you'll get a lot of different definitions of that one. And I personally think he's the epitome of adds. a purser. I
1: do. I think you're the epitome of a purser. Thank you. I
3: appreciate that. No, a purser is the lead, basically the lead flight attendant on international flights. Okay. Um, responsible for pretty much anything that's going on in the cabin. Whether it be a customer interaction, customer satisfaction, any of that stuff, medical situations, you just have to sort of help lead uh, some of those uh, things that are happening on an airplane. Also, you're the liaison to the pilots. And the crew kind of between all of them. You are making sure that your customs and uh, cargo paperwork and all that stuff is all in line and ready to go. And so um, you want to, you're also looked at for the on time performance. You know, they come to you for those answers and that's pretty much what it is. And you coordinate the service, you work with your team, which is your crew. So, of course, you want to have good camaraderie with the people that you're working with because it matters. So yeah, that's kind of what a purser does. Yeah, and they get uh, a little extra money for doing that. But um, there's more responsibility in it. And you are leading, So
0: do you assign the bunks then? Good question.
3: You do, you you make the break schedule. Okay. Yeah, you kind of determine when breaks are going to begin, at the end of, you know, which point is service over, and then at which point are we going to actually begin service on arrival, and you just kind of take all that time in between and figure stuff out. But, you know, the service is supposed to begin, like, when you're on international flights, it's supposed to be two hours prior to arrival. And and sometimes we do the two hours, and other times we don't. It just depends. It's an hour r- and
0: a half. <laughs> so if Road 25 is open, you're the one that says, take it, right?
3: No, mm-hmm. not necessarily. Everybody else has all, the, you know, flight, the flight attendants are still going to be the flight attendants. They're still going to do what they do, their job, you know. The, nobody's in charge of them. It's just you are kind of just, I want to say you're always there if a flight attendant needs you for whatever might go wrong or whatever might be going really well. If they want you to interact with a customer, whether it be a good thing or a bad thing, you're going to go do that. If something's broken and they're busy with stuff, you're going to go try to help them. So you're basically there to support the crew.
1: Which is nice. He's, remember when we had we just told that story on, on the last episode about how sexy Ron moved the Allegiant flight attendants yeah. up. Yeah, so he, Greg would be moving them up into another class of service,
0: but changing seats, he doesn't care. You no. don't care. Oh, not. no, I was meaning for the flight attendants. Like if row 25 was open and they wanted to take a nap. Oh, oh you know, don't know, like that
1: say. one flight attendant that, that nobody <laughs> could find during the flight and, and she was sleeping in row Twenty-three, actually. Twenty-three. That's she close. was sleeping in row twenty-three. <laughs> I was on that one. So with <laughs> a, <laughs> it was poor sexy Ron. It was sexy Ron's flight. <laughs>
3: oh, is that the Ron I know?
1: Yes. yes. We it, on the podcast, we just call him Sexy Ron because oh, okay. yeah. our friend Brittany Wilkie, who's the international flight attendant, she commutes and she's always on his flights. Oh, interesting. She likes him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> is that an interview position or a seniority? To the person, how do they? It's seniority, and then they try to do kind of a
3: leadership kind of okay.
1: They did interview you. And you had to take a test. You had to take a test.
3: Yeah, you do have to do that kind of stuff. Like an airport but, call. And it's not that difficult to get through that. But sometimes one, they have you know, turned some people away. But it's so, it, it starts with seniority. And then it goes through a little bit more of a process after that. And sometimes people don't.
2: Well, to Laura's told us about some ahead. that probably should have got turned away. Right.
3: right. Talking about some that, that right. won't um, move
1: non-revs up um, because they're in weight and balance. So they can't be in up front during takeoff and landing, but they can move up after the, we're up in the air, but a couple will not.
3: Oh, yeah. That's kind of, yeah. Yeah. you always of course, have those weight and balance things and this
1: is a non-rev show so of course we want our non-rev right of course that. okay now talk to me okay so i was doing i'm getting ready for my recurrent training which is next month so i have to watch i have to do all these hours of online modules of computer-based training mm-hmm. and they have videos in there and i'm watching the video and who do i see but greg fernandez
3: oh you must be going to the new year right yeah i'm in new
1: year yeah <laughs> so he's also on our tv shows and stuff
3: yeah i didn't i Ooh. had heard that there's a blip right I think. Yeah, you were doing service. Oh, wasn't it? Really good. Interesting. Very well. Those are kind of stock footage from corporate communications. So you're involved with them. Well, part of, you know, the acting thing, like if you if you want to kind of go down that road. Yes, I do. You know, and I will say, I know you were gonna ask me a little bit about this, but I will tell you that the acting thing actually came was born out of the beer vending. Oh. Tell us. Well, because I was I was vending beer for the Anaheim Angels over mm-hmm. at Tempe Diablo Stadium during spring break, and or spring training, and they were doing a commercial. And so they had asked the beer guys to show up because they wanted to audition beer guys for commercials. And I showed up, along with several others, and I ended up not getting cast as a beer guy. I got cast as a tailgater. It was still a featured role, but now I know what that means. But it was still a featured role. And so from there is when I ended up taking that opportunity and kind of running with it. So that's That's kind of how that got started. And it's just a lesson to anybody out there that anytime, you know, opportunity knocks, don't be afraid to take that challenge if it's a challenge for you, because that's what it was for me. If you can take a risk and risk maybe even failing, who knows. There's always some good out of it in one form or another. So for me, it always worked out. It worked out well. And how did you get
1: involved with our company with doing that?
3: So when I got involved in acting, I was in a position, uh, I believe in training. And one of the vice presidents had said, I'll help you along. What can we do? And so she would get in touch with me if they had something going on but i had done stuff with corporate communications many many years For ago years, back yeah. in 83 84 like way back so yeah so that's kind of how i got involved with that
1: That's
2: cool. Mm-hmm.
1: I love seeing him on the on the tv. Yeah, yeah that is cool. Right. It's fun. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Are you on the safety him. demo one? No, oh, no, no okay. I wouldn't. The click, no, click, click, yeah, no, click, click. <laughs> right, exactly. There's Greg. <laughs> no, there's a couple of ads they have right now. They're most mostly social media stuff, like Twitter and things like that, that they'll put out there.
2: Oh, cool. And With you a, on there, yeah, yeah.
1: I'll have to try to find those yeah. so we can put it on our our Instagram
2: page. Right, cool. Do you ever have an issue when you're doing service, screaming out, Gold bear." <laughs> <laughs> Lemonade. <laughs> oh, that's Derek. That's the lemonade guy. <laughs> lemonade, lemonade,
3: <laughs> like your grandma made. Um, yeah. He's a good guy. <laughs> no, you that's another question. <laughs> Crossover. <laughs>
1: when they ask you what kind of beers we have, how do you say it?
3: I say I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I do go through the list, but yeah, you know what? Back back when I was doing that job, people used to recognize I would you? See people all yeah. the time outside of the stadium or whatever, and they'd be like, hey, beer here! You know, you'd hear somebody <laughs> say something like that. So it was fun. And people still remember that I saw you when you were selling beer and all that stuff. It's kind of fun. Very cool. Yeah. Because
1: cool. when passengers ask me what kind of beer you have, I say, we have Dos Equis, we have Goose Island IPA, we have we have Heineken, and then I go, and
3: we have Bud Light,
1: and I say it like that.
3: Bud Light, yeah. And I used to do something like Bud Bud Light, MGD Miller light here, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. MGD Miller light, So yeah. Ooh, we got
1: the. Ooh, we got the
3: Bud Bud Light.
1: <laughs> so we we have some staff
0: traveler stuff. Yeah, we've got some winners to announce. Yeah. So pretty excited so for
2: that. So, you can have Greg read some of these uh-huh. out because you have a great DJ voice He's and an actor. You're an actor. So, we're going to have you guys announce some of these winners that we've had. So Okay. So, this
3: month's uh, winner, the first one I'm going to read of 50 credits is Tracy Miller. And she's from Envoy. Woo! Yay! Yay. And again, this month's winner of the 50 credits is also Tim Dunn from United Airlines. It's Tim Dunn. Uh, he also is receiving the 50 credits to his account. Great podcast. Oh, great podcast again. That's <laughs> right. Last week's winner is Gregory Hicks, and he's from American Airlines. And uh, he's also received 50 credits to his account. Now, Louise Spieler Uh is a winner from Spirit. That's 50 credits going to his account. And last week's winner is William Race from JetBlue. William Race from JetBlue. Last week's winner is Lucera Herrera from American Airlines. And she's also received uh, 50 credits to their account. Alex T from Delta.
1: Hey, I think he's a pilot I met at Dorkfest, just saying.
3: Oh, at Darkfest? Yeah,
1: darkfest Dorkfest. Oh, oh, yeah. Darkfest. Yeah, have you ever heard of Dorkfest? I don't think I have. Every September, it's like a big aviation aviation meetup. Oh. At the L, uh, In LAX, at the in and out Burger. Yeah. Yeah. It's,
2: oh, really? it's so we, much fun. We did oh, a meetup for like a podcast there last year, and then I'd probably do it again this year. At that In-N-Out by? Yeah, with with mm-hmm. that, because the there's a big group that does that, and then we kind of- Tag along and bring people with us. So,
3: isn't that the one we used to be able to walk to? Right, yeah. the and hotel. Can, right, I forget what street it's on. Is that Century? What is that? Street? It is Century. I is think. it Century? I forget. But that's okay. Alex T from Delta. Yay. So, Alex T is also getting the fifty credits to the uh, to their account. So, a big shout out to Staff Traveler. They have generously donated five prizes of a hundred credits. Wow, uh, for our raffle. At our Dallas meetup in April. So uh, wow. you guys uh, are able to do that Dallas meetup. I think I'm not going to be part of that. I would love to. You'll that's be on awesome. reserve. That You're... staff traveler is doing that.
1: Yes. Thank you, staff traveler.
2: Yes, that's going to be fun. That's a lot of so, credits to win. Yeah, so five people are going to win 100 credits that come and are part of that. So the prizes,
3: 100 credits. Yeah,
0: yeah I'm going to be there for sure. That's pretty, that's <laughs> awesome.
2: Yeah, that'll be nice. Especially this summer. I think it's going to be crazy, Fight in the summer. You're mm-hmm. going to want those credits to... I, I was looking last night, and I'm, I'm down a lot of credits from last summer when I kind of bulked up, so probably going to need to get a bunch for myself.
0: Well, even just trying to plan my spring break trip I was going through. Caught a few. Yeah.
2: Looking at all your different options.
3: Yeah, yeah. just to see yeah, backup plans. Good luck with that, too, because uh, I just looked at some loads for next week. I guess we're already in the in the thick of spring. Yeah, it started. Yeah. Totally packed on some of the flights that I've looked at. So Where were you looking? London. Oh, darn. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, uh, they're going to fill up. people who want to travel, kids are out of school. That'll be good for those credits for those people who have them. They won't last long if you're looking to travel during the no, peak time. So, But that's but it's a good, it's hard. So thank you, Staff Traveler, for giving those. Yeah. All right. Greg was just talking about some stuff with the Staff Traveler and our Dallas meetup. So let's talk about that a little bit more.
0: I'm very excited about it. Me too.
2: So what do we have coming up? What, what do people need to know?
0: Exactly. One month away.
2: Yeah. So when this show comes out, we're going to be one month from when we... Show up to Dallas. So I mean, we had a chance to meet up with some more people that help us planning. So what did we learn? Exactly.
1: So, one month from today, we are declaring April 15th as International Non-Rev Day. So come to Dallas and celebrate it with us.
2: Excited? So excited. We have our own holiday.
0: So excited. Just us. We the people the non-rev, Non-Rev Lounge <laughs> <laughs> declare We the people. <laughs> Non-Rev Day. International Non-Rev Day
2: too. Yeah, everyone's invited. Yeah. Yeah, so as we've been talking, we'll do a meetup in Dallas, and everyone is invited, and we're going to be there for the 14th, April 14th, 15th, 16th, and we'll go through the kind of our itinerary real quick and then answer a few questions, and then hopefully you guys can reach out to us if you're thinking about coming or anything you have.
0: But we are really excited because it is we do have staff travelers going to sponsor it, and hopefully we're adding another sponsored to it as well. Yes. Soon we can get other
2: sponsors, And if anyone else wants to, they're also welcome. to Reach out to us. We're open
0: to... Any sponsors. (laughs) But yeah, (laughs) we're really
2: grateful because we we talk about Staff Traveler giving those 500, 500, 100 credit in the raffle we do. So that's good. And then they have a couple other things. So, Honor of Lounge does Dallas sponsored by Staff Traveler.
0: Staff Traveler and Nike, if you're listening.
1: (laughs) You're missing the boat if you're not on board.
2: (laughs) Uh, So, I'll I'll tell you later. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'll say it now. So, 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 so Beryl did that event in, colorado uh-huh. did you see the pictures of it uh-huh. it was amazing like, i
1: did i saw the pictures yeah was it the well maybe okay. for the
2: celebrities so it was like it celebrity was celebrity
1: ski weekend oh yeah no and one.
2: this was high end and then there was a big uh, city one of the sponsors and i said i wrote it i said we need to have a city sponsor us oh, yeah <laughs> like city bank yeah <laughs> city bank <sighs> <sighs> all right back to so we're
0: gonna be there friday saturday sunday so what do we got going on all right, Friday so, night?
2: so we're gonna come in we're we will be there friday and our friend kyle and a few other people are going to go to Um, a tour of a museum it's the frontier museum Mm -hmm. so if you're there on friday you want to go to that let us know and we'll get some information about that but we're officially going to be meeting about five four or five p.m at founders park at dfw it's kind of a, a park that overlooks the runway so people are interested in plane spotting or just spending time together, we'll be there at the park for a couple hours. I'm not a plane spotter and I'm planning on coming. Yeah. So it's kind of like the door fest thing, but it's just a bunch of us kind of hanging out mm. and enjoying it. It should be nice weather, good time of night, good afternoon. And then we're going to go to dinner. So if you're going to be in town, let us know on Friday night. I think we're looking at a barbecue place. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, and it, it, we'll try to get some numbers for that. So if we need to get a reservation for a bigger group. So that's our plans Friday. And then we have Kyle has booked has blocked a bunch of rooms at what's the name of the hotel
1: the, um hilton two suites the homes to H- Home, homes two suites
2: yeah it's just south of the airport of mm-hmm. dfw
1: mm-hmm. they're suites which are which kind of nice yeah. yeah
2: so it has a breakfast included and shuttle from the airport and it's right across from
0: from dfw right just because if people may not be coming in yeah. it does have free airport shuttle which oh, is to, nice. to, to both of them well, to the, the
2: homes to suites. Homes yeah. The place where we're staying, That has that block.
0: So so I guess my question is, can you fly into either airport and still stay no. there? When not it get a shuttle?
2: No. The shuttle just goes to be a field because okay. it's right there by it. It's okay. made, yeah. So so you don't have to stay with us. That's where we're going to stay. And there will be a block of rooms there. It was like 120. 122 a night. Plus taxes probably. Depending on what
1: kind of room you have. Yeah.
2: So we'll get the information out if you want to block with us. I'm not sure how much we're going to do. We'll probably have breakfast there, whoever's there breakfast, and then depending how late we stay out with eating and stuff. So we may be hanging around the hotel together. And, but either way, you're welcome to come. Was it a Hilton? It, it is a Hilton. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's one of like it one of their brands.
0: I wonder if it's like the one I stayed in Monterey, if they're going to have ready whipped to put in our coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I just want the waffle. <laughs> get in trouble. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's not like a, like a Homewood Suites. It's not Hilton. It's owned by Hilton. Okay. One of those, gotcha. yeah.
0: But I think location sounds great for us, and it's just it's mm-hmm. to Price
2: be walking distance to the where we're going to be on on Saturday. So if you come in, we'll just kind of you could walk across the street to all the American Airlines where we'll be on Saturday.
1: And Saturday we're we're planning on touring American Airlines headquarters, and then we're planning on going to the museum, the American Airlines CR. Smith Museum. Something like that. Yeah. The yeah. museum
2: they have on campus.
1: Uh-huh. On campus. And even if you're not an airline employee or you're an airline employee for another airline, you can come. We just need your name ahead of time. So I mean, you can't just show up Saturday morning and get I'm sorry, you can't just because of the security. They have to clear your name through security. So they have to we have to have your names at least a week.
2: Yeah, so we were going to put out a a survey slash reservation or so the people can just fill it out. It can have just a few questions. Just so we can get the names to give the security to come on and an email, we can get you all the information, basically kind of a head count. So we can kind of know how many people are coming because we are going to have lunch provided on that Saturday, Saturday through our sponsors. And so we need to know how many people to provide that for.
0: Yeah, so either we need the count to, so you can get credentials to get get in, yeah, yeah. or we need a head count so we know how many need to be fed. The we're asking the other yeah. to mm-hmm.
2: provide that food for. So come um, join us for that. But yeah, we have to have you. And we'll find out again, what parts you're coming to. If you can only come to Friday, just put it on Saturday, that's fine. We'll just have you fill that out. But even if you're just considering it, we'll have you fill it out so we can have it better safe than sorry.
1: Yeah, that way in case something happens, you can get into Dallas, you can come join us.
2: Yeah. Because we understand that non-rev life because We do? Well, it's kind of funny. I may have told you this, that the people that have been the most committed are the people that have bought tickets, like the the revenue passenger supporters.
1: Our yeah, our friends that don't work for an airline. Yeah,
2: which we have a small handful. So
1: that's okay. I'm in the back alley and people, people will tell me they're non revving and I'll tell them a the way to go and they'll they'll look at me like, eh, I, don't, I don't know about that. I'm like, Yeah,
0: I only do a podcast about it, but that's all right. <laughs> okay. Sure. But so the survey we want you to fill out is Two minutes, maybe tops doesn't take that long yeah. at all, but just helps us kind of get that information of who's coming headcount, how long you're going to be there, what events you're going to be there for?
2: Yeah, so watch for that in the next week or so, yeah. and we'll have that out so and then we'll have to have it done a week before, so you have a couple of weeks to fill it out. We'll keep kind of pestering anyone that's showed interest. We kind of been keeping notes so we can send that to them and with yeah. the, all the information but
1: and if there's any questions on that survey about me. Lara, please five stars. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave it at that. <laughs> I don't stars. know what the, what the question <laughs> is. <but.
2: laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll, so we'll be doing that. So what's we'll, we'll what times wise? What, what time are we talking about on Saturday? We said we're going to start the uh, right tours.
1: We're going to start. We're going to have breakfast. Are pr- provided by the hotel.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. If you're staying, if there, you're yeah. staying in yeah. the hotel, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Are we talking about eight a.m.?
2: No, it's going to be like ten thirty at, at okay, American Airlines headquarters. So mm-hmm. that should be enough time for those people that are flying in to get over from either of the airports. Yeah, and, and you
1: can Uber over. Yeah, if you don't jump in a car with one of us.
2: Yeah, so, so we we'll plan on about ten thirty, and uh,
0: and there is parking there.
2: Yeah, so parking if you do, It's right. free
1: parking at yeah. American Airlines, mm-hmm.
2: and then it's going to go till we're thinking what like three o'clock.
0: Yeah, three or four. Uh huh.
1: Yeah, and we're on. we're going to hold a raffle on Saturday.
2: We've got a bunch of stuff it's been donated. So, yeah. So, come. We'll have some free stuff to give away. It's pretty yeah, fun
0: stuff,
1: too. Yeah. yeah. Keep
2: getting people reaching out saying, yeah, we got stuff. So, it's going to be fun.
0: I'm excited. I can't wait to win.
2: Our friend Kelsey's <laughs> been doing a great job reaching out to people and clicking.
0: Is that suspicious I, when I have 17 no, things for me? i
1: Aren't we? I don't think we can uh, play. We can't be in a raffle. What the
2: fudge? are you out
0: <laughs> you're out I honey is coming out, out. <laughs> okay there you go
1: she could be in the raffle
2: yeah that'd be fun and then that evening if you if you're staying around we'll probably do something together a group dinner whoever's yeah whoever's still there we understand that people do day trips but if you're still around we'll go to dinner if you're done with us we get it mm-hmm. even if you stay in town, you're done with us we get that too <laughs> but yeah we'll, we'll probably go to we got a couple recommendations different place that uh should have good food we'll all go out to do dinner and then, or Sunday morning, what are plans?
0: Yeah. So as of right now, I think it's still kind of up in the air. We're trying to, so yes, yeah, so it's still in the works of doing, having some event or doing some kind of get together. That's really fun at the airport. Sunday morning. Yeah. But still working on it. So we'll let you guys know more. Yeah, Especially well, if you take the survey, you'll get an email from us when anything's kind of updated, things like that. But also we are working on t-shirts for this shirts. So that's also another reason to do the survey. So we get... Headcounts. So we know how many shirts to make and what size you're looking for. and
2: So perfect. Yeah, we, we're, we're kind of working on creating some t-shirts that have our logo on it for this event and kind of about how much it'll cost.
0: It could be a limited edition. They're only going to be made for this event. They're not going
2: to be. And they copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs> no, Yeah, it'd be fun. Hopefully people will want to buy some shirts and show off their...
0: But we get the people have to get back. So events kind of Sunday morning and then everyone will be flying out.
2: Yeah, we're day. working on some stuff on Sunday morning. We'll say that if it falls through, we'll probably all get together and have breakfast, or maybe go back to the park again and watch planes for a couple hours. Whoever wants to stick around and do that, Sounds it's going to be fun.
0: It is going to be fun. Yeah, I think weather's going to be great. And I do too. All the thunderstorms in Dallas—it's going to be. There are not going
1: to be any. Yeah. I always bring the sun. You're, I always
0: bring the sun. You're not putting that out there. I always bring the sun. This all right. Out. So our friend Parker,
2: <laughs> our friend Parker that's coming. Okay. He's the dentist from Malibu. He's got tickets books. So oh. he says we need any special attire for the tour. Safety Aww. glasses, shoes. No, not 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 for the tour. Um if we do a tour that requires that, we will let people know.
0: But shoes and shirts.
2: <laughs> Sho- and
0: <laughs> like shirts required, like a seven <laughs> eleven.
2: I, I think it would be cool <laughs> to funny. see everyone wearing different airline or location shirts. I shirts. Could, that's cool. The kind of you the don't place have to, like but, where you're from yeah, or? or there's like places you've traveled.
0: Yeah. We want everyone to look super touristy. <laughs> Bring those big old cameras.
2: DJ asked if there would be a time for, set for plane spotting. I think there'll be sometimes. Okay. That. Yeah, DJ. Yeah. If you have more questions, let us know, and we'll try to answer them. Hopefully, as we keep getting a few more in- details, I feel like we're still finalizing things. because We're still a month out, but it's getting close. So, but uh, even if if you haven't seen the survey and you're planning on coming, write us and let us know. Hey. Hey, I'm coming or hey, I'm thinking about it. Here's a question I have so we can kind of we understand people are still trying to finalize schedules and they, I have my days off.
1: I have my days off. I scheduled my recurrent training right before that so that because I'll be on reserve so that they can't work me into our meetup. I don't have We're working days on days Yeah.
2: Okay, keep working on it.
0: I'm still working on getting spring break, so. That's right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's right now. That, that is, no, I don't have next Sunday off, so no. I need to. That's my first focus. And then.
2: Yeah, that's fine. Dennis. Yeah, but uh, let us know if you're interested and then be watching for that that survey, the registration survey. And you can find it if we, we're not reaching out to you individually, find it on social media. But if you, we haven't, you haven't let us know, let us know. And we can put it on the list to make sure that you get it so that you can be entered and make sure you get all the information as we finalize it. Yeah, it's so going to be fun.
0: It is going to be really fun. It's going to be here before we know it, too.
2: Yep. I know. So one month, non of Lounge does Dallas sponsored by Step Traveler. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing everyone at Dallas.
0: April 14th through the 16th.
2: Yeah. So keep following us for more information, and we're excited to meet everyone. Now that we have that important information in, let's get back to our conversation with Greg. Was was uh, a flight attendant your first job with airline, or did you start with something else? And why did you decide to get into the to get job with airline?
3: Well, you want the whole history again? Yes. Uh, I didn't decide to get into the airline. The airline decided to get me into the airline because I was working as a DJ
2: uh, back Shocker. in
3: eighty. He's so cool. Three, and uh, there was a new airline that was having a party, and uh, they were in the bar. And I had known one of the people that they used to work at that restaurant, at Hands. It was Hands over at Biltmore Fashion Park. And they had started working recruiting at that airline. And so they were doing that party. And they said, hey, do you want to come work here? Yeah, sure. Why not? So I went. And you, and know, you were in class three. Class three. And it was one of those deals, Oof. too, where you go and you, uh, you're, you're like waiting, right, for the, the mail to come. To see if you get the letter, see if you got accepted and all that. I just remember all that stuff. It was crazy. So yeah, that's how I got into it. I didn't really pursue it. I wasn't aware of um, the airline; it had just started. So, okay. so it wasn't an aviation thing. It, was it really like a wasn't. Job. It was a job. No, and I don't know that it was. It, it was when I was a child. Yes, I used to want to go to the airport and look off of the observation deck at Terminal Three or Terminal Two, 2 I think Two. it was, uh-huh. uh, and smell yeah. the jet fuel. Sounds (laughs) so crazy. But I can remember that smell just in today's world. My mother used to work at the airport and I would beg her to take me there to see the airplanes. And it's so funny because TWA was always had their posters going to Greece. And I used to want to go to Greece when I was even just a little kid. Because you are Greek though. Right. Let's bring that in. Yeah. Yeah. Is it your mother's Greek? My mom is from Greece. And your dad? He is from California. California. yeah. So he is not Greek, which would be my last name. And my mom is from the island of uh, Lesbos, in that's Greece. So, cool. mm-hmm.
2: so when you were hired, if someone had said at this point in your life you're still gonna be working with the airline, would you? Would you, would you but you? Oh, no, I, I can see that. Or would that? No,
3: I think almost anybody that started that long ago never saw themselves forty years later. It was just a summer job. Yeah, it's, it's a couple like of years. I'll do it for a while, try it out. But you know, it's a wonderful lifestyle job. I think anybody that's listening is well aware of that. And it's been a job for me that has provided me lots of opportunity. And so I embrace all of it because it's all been a great experience. Very cool. All the way around.
1: You know how my daughter the other day said, you're trying to cram two lifelines life, life into one, like two <laughs> li- lives in my one lifetime. And I said, oh, yeah, well, you're doing that too, Greg.
3: Probably. Yeah. yeah. Squeezing
1: two lives in the one.
3: Exactly. And that's the beauty of the airline industry there's a lot of pluses that I think sometimes we lose sight of. Mm-hmm. Things get rocky and stuff happens.
1: Okay, thank you. You're now good. let's let's talk about Greece because Greg helped my family when we went to Greece for our uh, tour. We went. We did a two-week, two-week tour of Greece. My kids and Dave and I. And of nice. course, I I think I emailed you and I said, hey, what do, you know? First of all, how do I get there? And I knew what I was going to do once I got there. But how do I get there? And so, because why do you go to Greece so often?
3: To see my family. Because you're Greek. Yeah. So I've started going back really religiously since 1987.
1: huh. And then we didn't fly there. So you flew. We did
3: not fly there. I was flying Olympic Airways. And at wow. that time, they had a positive space fare for, I think it was $3.99 from New York to Athens. Wow. And uh, then you could take a companion with you as well. And that was on Olympic Airways, which which was the Greek national uh, carrier, which is no longer, I shouldn't say no longer in business because they, they kind of are domestically somewhat. It's complicated. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how I started going. And then there were other ways to get there. You always had to make connections on another carrier to try to get through to Athens. So it was far more challenging than it is today.
1: Yeah. Now we fly there.
3: Now um, United flies there, American flies there, uh, nonstop, and uh, I believe there's one other carrier, American carrier, I think that goes there. I bet mean, Delta does. Delta, too. yes, yeah, I think Delta does to. too. Yeah, so they have nonstops from their gate- guys. their gateways <laughs> uh, to Athens, and that makes it really nice. But it's generally only in the summer, so that makes seasonal seasonal travel, you know, a bit challenging. Of course, you know, to get to Greece, because really, believe it or not, a lot of people don't understand that part about Greece is that it is. uh it has a climate that is quite chilly in winter. Hmm. It is not a tropical destination.
1: See, I, I wouldn't know that. Yeah,
3: yeah, so. it's not a tropical. Di- in fact, Athens just had snow not long ago. I think our island, Lesbos, had snow too. It doesn't happen all the time. It's kind of like Phoenix getting snow out on the mountains. I saw some
2: pictures with like the, what's the big? In Athens, the big famous Necropolis. Yeah, covered in snow. It was yeah. really gritty, but it was like not very common. Yeah, Athens. and it
3: does happen, you know, maybe once a season, maybe every other year or something.
2: It does happen, but it is chilly. Kind of like when you said that Sedona was covered in snow or something in Arizona. It's, it happens, but not a lot.
3: Not all the time, exactly. So it can be very, very chilly up until, in fact, I was just talking to my cousin the other day about when I'm going back. And uh, she said, you know, what about Easter, which is in April? I go, I don't I think I'll be on reserve in Easter or in, in April, and she said, "Yeah, and it's cold too, so maybe you don't want to come in April and even May can be a little bit, a little bit on the chilly side. The water is clearly cooler that time of the year too. So beautiful, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: I think that early on the podcast we had Mama Chris on, and she said she went in October, like at the very end of the season, yeah. which was good for non reving because the fights were fairly open. Right. But um, she got to go see it, but it wasn't the se- summer season, but good for. Flying at least.
3: It's good for flying and I, and it's good for a certain type of traveler okay. because um, depending on where you go, most of the seasonal restaurants and places like that, hotels, they start to shut down kind of mid-October and the weather does start to change. I used to go in October all the time and the weather does start to change in October. And uh, back in those days, I was staying with relatives in one of those old... Concrete homes. Wow. With very so cool. little heat. Ooh, that yeah, would get wow. cold then. <laughs> yeah. It was really, really chilly for someone like me. From Arizona. From Arizona.
0: The, a desert rat.
3: Yes. The desert rat.
1: Are there any things that you can tell our listeners to not miss in Greece? Because you don't go to, like, you're not going to Athens. You don't hang out in Athens. You're going
3: I don't to hang Westhouse. out in Athens anymore, but obviously you, you're going to have to go to Athens, yeah. right? To get there and to leave there. But you also need to spend, you know, at least two days there to enjoy the Acropolis, yeah. the museums, mm-hmm. the ancient stadium. Uh the very there it's all concentrated in a relatively small area. The placa is uh loaded with restaurants and people walking and drinking and stuff at night. It's really kind of cool. There's other areas now that have kind of picked up, but you do kind of wanna spend at least a couple of days there. A lot of people, they're good with two days in Athens, unless you're going to do an excursion maybe uh, north a little bit, maybe up to Delphi or uh, somewhere, or go the other direction towards Olympia, you know, on the different peninsula. So um, I did a trip up to Meteora, which was uh, north of Athens, um, which is beautiful. That's the you've seen pictures of that too. Those are the monasteries on the oh, rocks, the very yeah. cliffy rocks. Uh, that is really a sight to be seen. So, you know, it's interesting when you're planning a trip to Greece is really trying to figure out why you're going there. What are you there for? What do you want to see? What is your thing? Is it history? Is it ruins? Is it beaches? Is it nightlife? Yeah what's what's the reason? I got an email today from a friend of mine going over there. And she said, we just want to go to nice beach, beaches. We don't want a big town or a big city. Uh, we just want to be able to do that, but have some good restaurants too.
1: And you didn't say Santorini then, because sh- there's lots of crowds there.
3: And it's kind of interesting because I did say Santorini. Oh. Um, Whoa. And yeah. So in, well, in, he is an expert. I am not. <laughs> but here's why. Most people, when they think of Greece... They think of the posters that they've seen, even the, you know, at the airport, you'll see posters of Greece. You think Mamma Mia. Yeah. And you'll think Mm -hmm. Mamma Mia is a different island, right? But you still see the sea. You still see that little white chapel, I think it is, right? Yeah. Mamma Mia. Yeah. People see the blue and the white and the water. And they see those pictures from Santorini. Most of those pictures are from the village of Ia, which is very, very picturesque. And so that's what people have in their mind. Americans, I should I should qualify that, and yeah. say American people generally. That's what they think they want to see. And so I do say, get it out of your system. Go to Santorini because it is beautiful. It does have a plethora of restaurants and dining. However, in the summer, it has also lots of cruise ship traffic. Yep. Lots of tourism, lots of motorcycles. Yes, you can stay in a in a cliff dwelling, a hotel or apartment or a cave house or something like that and escape all that noise for the most part. But when you get out and about, you're going to encounter that stuff. But if you're there for the photo ops and you're there to say you did it and you're there because you want a choice of restaurants and, a, yeah. and different types of cuisine, then that's great. That's a, a, a really great place. And it's not too far out of the way of where other places are that you might want to visit
1: that's true so how what's the best way to get to one of the islands
3: well it depends which island right sure. so distance is a big deal how santorini, do you get to- well santorini is a further it's further south uh-huh so it is served by air uh-huh. okay and that would be a gn airlines mm-hmm. which is the national domestic carrier in greece there's they offer zed fares it's booked through the yeah. is it id90 uh-huh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, travel. They are also owners of what I was talking about earlier, Olympic Airways. So um, even though you might see on the schedule you have a Z ticket on Aegean, you might see a flight operated by Olympic. But that ticket would be interchangeable between those two, typically. But you always want to keep that stuff kind of at you know, so you know at your fingertips, yeah. So just in case you have to come up with some kind of a backup plan. There aren't many other backup plans. Um, Inter island. Now, if you're coming from other countries, then you might want to look at that as far as uh, getting bypassing Athens and then going right into
2: like a Mykonos or Santorini or something. Is there some of the low cost carriers that will fly into there that you could fly say to London and then go over to Gatwick or something? And there fly? are,
3: there are. I can't recall the names of those low cost carriers. But there are some stuff. of those options. There are a few. Okay, yeah, that I've seen. And I know for myself, I've kind of looked at British Airways as going, if I wanted to go back to Mykonos, it's been several years yeah. now since I've been back there, that they have a London Mykonos flight. Okay. And I have a looked to see if they have an Athens um, Santorini. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. Yeah. So it just depends. So an island like Santorini from Athens could be served by air. It could also be served by high-speed ferry. So a high-speed would take probably about four and a half hours, but it would also stop at a couple of different other um, islands along the way. And it's basically a... a High speed boat with airplane seats. How fun. That you can take. And, uh, you know, they have a a little bar bar there, coffee and snacks, things like that, uh, that you enjoy. But uh, that's a a good way to go. It's a little bit more affordable. You don't really, it's a little easier to get sometimes to the port of Piraeus from Athens city center, which is where most of those ferries and high-speed ferries are gonna leave from. There's also another port that is near the airport in Athens called uh, Rafina. And from Rafina, it's a little bit more limited, but they still have some high-speed service there. And I've done several stays in Rafina because it's near the airport.
1: That's cool. How do you get to Lesbos?
3: I fly. Okay. Yeah, the ferry to Lesbos, there's no, I mean, even the high-speed ferry I think is 10 hours. Oh. (laughs) No thanks, I've done (laughs) that before. I Back in the day when I was going to um, to Greece and taking uh, friends with me, we did the ferry to Lesbos. And it was, I mean, it makes for a good story 30 years later. But <laughs> no, no. we talk about laying on the ground with, on that ferry with yeah. cigarette butts and coughing and hacking <laughs> and spitting up. And, and the boat stopped in the middle of the night. And we got stuck out there for a little while. So what was going to no. be like a 12-hour Voyage turned into like a 15 hour. It was dreadful.
2: Maybe it was like a cruise ship, doing like re like moving to the other one. You can go get a room, but yeah,
3: we well we I, yeah, but the rooms are like you might as well stay in a chicken coop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: So yeah, so that's so why I fly, I fly, I've been very
3: lucky yeah, from Athens. So I take a GN, there's only four flights a day. And that's another factor with flying is that, you know, they don't have the frequency that that we're accustomed to. Mm-hmm. So even to an island like Mykonos or Santorini, you might only end up with four a day and you might have a big gap in the middle of the day of a flight. So I think when you're non-rebbing, it can be a little bit challenging to know whether or not you're actually going to get on a flight or yeah. not. And that could be a little bit of a hassle because if you don't, it might have been just easier for you to get a ticket on a high-speed ferry and more of a sure thing. Yeah. And you could easily take the train from Athens Center over to Piraeus to uh, to get your, your high-speed ferry. Okay. So it's really something to consider. I'm not overly comfortable with trying to non-rev to the islands, but people do it all the time. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and it's, it's pretty cheap, actually. I think my ticket to Mitilini is like $21 one way or something. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's affordable. Right. That's a nice dinner. And I've not been mm-hmm. bombed and I will but that's also I should qualify that too depending on the size of the island you're going to have smaller aircraft or larger aircraft in the season uh-huh. Santorini Meganos those islands create they have larger you know Airbus A320s or things like that but on the off times they might have the smaller I forget what they're called JR it's like an ATR or something it's oh, a yeah. It's like a prop yeah yeah, and that just happened to me yeah. last year. I was on my way home. I'd never been bumped leaving the island. And you got they bumped. had downgraded from a 321 oh. to that one, and I got bumped. Oh, it was geez. like the first time in, gosh, probably 20 years, and I'd been bumped on the island. But luckily, the guy held the car, and I was able to get back in the car and uh, go back to the village and say, oh, I'm here another were, day. Were you there with your mom? I was there with my mom.
2: Very cool. That's always we still leave. You haven't been either, have you?
3: Degrees, no. No,
2: that's, that's the only thing to go. We were going to go during COVID because it was one of the places that didn't seem to close. And then all of a sudden, Copenhagen opened up. And so we went there because this summer, I guess, it gets kind of warm like July, right? It kind of was so we thought, we don't like, even though we are live in Arizona, we're like, we don't want to be there. So we went to somewhere cooler, which was fun too, but we still need to go.
3: That is. Uh, that is exactly right. I don't necessarily like it in July and August either. You know, we're used to the heat, but not the wet heat. Yeah. And it could be kind of a wet heat there. So, and I would say too, if you're going July and August, it's so high tourism. There's so many people. The airport is so busy and Uh so crowded. You know, if you can avoid those months, it's great because, you know, everything's open and the water temperature is good. And you have all those other things that are great about July, August, but it's, a nightmare sometimes non-revving to and from, and non-revving in between uh, the islands.
2: Just non-revving to Europe and in those, general. Is, yeah, there was a Facebook page uh, non-revving for not Ireland. Ireland doesn't host it, but it's you know. And someone said, "What what are the chances of getting a a buddy pass from Miami to London in July?" And I was like, "Is this a joke? Like, <laughs> is someone really asking?" That's terrible. Yeah, it's so really, it's absolutely dreadful. So yeah,
3: but, to even think about. But uh,
2: but if you go like before after those shoulder prim- seasons
3: are always great like okay. I think September is a great time of year to go it's still warm things are still open the water temperatures are still nice and comfortable May you know you're coming out of the cold season but that's also where things are just starting to open up kind of mid May to latter May nice, yeah. it depends on the year too with Easter you know you want to maybe try to avoid Easter just because of loads but also Easter is a great holiday in Greece it's one of the largest holidays that we have bet, there yeah. and it's a quite a big party and the people that visit the country love the food. They love the culture. They love, i like, I know I do the water, the whole feel it's Greece has a feeling to it.
1: It has a great vibe.
3: It does. It does. And it has a great vibe with really great food and beautiful sunsets. Mm. It's something about Mm -hmm. the sunsets in Greece. I don't know what it is, They are beautiful. And that's a big thing for a lot of people is to go there and watch sunsets with a little bit of wine and take it easy.
2: You get your passport
3: soon.
0: I know. And I love sunsets. I have a thing for sunsets.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. If you're in the right spot, you know, you got to always be aware, right? On our island, I never see the sunset because we're on the east side of the mountain. But um, I see the sunrise over Turkey, which is kind of cool too. Also a beautiful sunrise.
1: We we always do a Tips, like so. Do you have any tips for non-revving for our listeners, either to or from Greece? Any? Well, tip. it's
3: always about preparation, right? Uh-huh. Kind of. You could. You really almost need to over-prepare, right? I think everybody <laughs> does that. We look for backups, so and then we look for more backups, so and maybe a different backup, and maybe on this ticket, or maybe I'll buy these so Zeds and i will refund everything. I think planning it and having alternative options mm-hmm. is always uh, the best thing. If you don't have to check a bag don't i always have to check one just because i'm there longer and i'm taking a parent with me and that is very restrictive mm-hmm. when you uh have to change hubs or whatever to get out maybe something happens you don't know but you want that flexibility so just carry it on yeah, in a small bag it's a, it's probably the it gives you the most flexibility. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. That's a good one.
2: Or do when you goes wear it on. I have like You'd Four have layers. Seven. It's seven <laughs> layers. <laughs> <laughs> swimming suit, shorts, pants.
3: <laughs> exactly. Take your old underwear, throw it away <laughs> when you get there after you're done. <laughs> yeah. Bring your old socks, throw them away when you're done. When
0: I went on my mission down to Chile, like we were limited on how much bags we could have and weight and stuff. So I do remember wearing, I think I had a dress on, but I had like two pairs of pants underneath and sweatshirts. And I got down there. I left here in the winter. Got down there in the summer and I was pilling things off it so was <laughs> yeah. so hot. On your way.
2: Thank you. Okay, so <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, Laura was on the podcast, Flying, Flying Smarter. Smarter. So hopefully, we talked about it before, just after it came out. So hopefully everyone went back and listened to that. And you talked about...
1: Andrew does a really nice professional job. Yeah.
2: And you talked about a bunch of different stuff. And one thing you said on there... Kind of triggered some of our friends. She
1: triggered as a good word
2: <laughs> <laughs> because he was asked. I'm not sure how the question came up, but we just know how bad we were when you said it. But you said that, or he he asked, cut up by the Dreamliner and the ability to lock the windows. And you said, "I am for locking the windows."
1: I said that we get an email probably once a week that says, "Don't lock the windows on the 787,"
3: but we all do it anyway.
2: So what are your thoughts, Greg, on on that?
3: On the window debate. I'm kind of like Laura in some ways. Like I'm kind of a goody two-shoes yes. every now and then. And if they say don't do it, then I tend to not um, do it. But I haven't been in control of that for a while on the 787. I've been flying a different position. So um, whatever they do, I just kind of go with. But so it's like, so nice. So when the windows are darkened at the appropriate time. yeah, You know, because you always have that one person... Right, that you you just want to <laughs> say, could you just lower the? Could you please? Do you see it's in his eyes? He's trying to sleep because you can't see that it's in somebody's eyes. It's crazy sometimes. Yeah, like there's just that one lone person right in the middle of the cabin that wants to have the window open to see. nothing there's nothing out there. It's just <laughs> sky.
2: Well, that's what sometimes with me, uh, whether you can't do it the dream because it's either. It's not all open or closed, but there's levels. But if the shade, I can kind of look up, and especially if it's just the sun, it's one thing. But if it's like a sunset or, under, or the sunrise, and you want to see that, but that's when you say people want to sleep too. They're just, they're, you're landing in Europe, and they're still in that sleep, or you're coming back from Hawaii, and I'm already awake because so I want to see the sunrise because it's so pretty. But so I understand why you wouldn't want, but at the same time, sometimes it's so amazing to sit in it is and and even see. when you're flying over europe
3: i think i would tend to agree with that too is you know cuz many times flying into athens and stuff you're coming over some of those beautiful alps and all of that you do kind of want to see that yeah. yeah so i understand where you're coming from
1: aviation enthusiasts love that
2: i understand that you know, the, the same type of want to keep people happy sleeping
1: well a lot of people book a red eye so they can sleep and then hit the ground running
0: you know when they get there well they can't see anything anyway like if you're high enough up that like the most they're seeing is like maybe clouds then i they should be shut
3: and the wings are quite large so chances are you're sitting by the wing yeah so
1: Yeah, maybe they're they put that locking mechanism on because like after you ask 13a four times to close the window shade or to at least lower the window shade and they don't do it then you can do
3: it i don't know right i think the whole idea behind that window shade thing too that when they when they built that airplane i believe wasn't it to assist with jet lag kind of that whole oh yeah was slowly let the that light whole thing in. Yeah. yeah yeah it was a I don't jet lag thing we, same I'm with an engineer i'm just saying
1: <laughs> same with the air the airflow
2: and
3: the airflow uh-huh
1: yeah. it's all about jet lag
2: it is a cool feature to be able to have different layers of how much light they let in but uh yeah i it was kind of interesting when you said that and our friend Claudia said yeah she was not very happy with you
1: no she was not happy and we're we're quite good friends, so I've, I was sad.
2: You were quite good friends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you haven't worked through it yet. <laughs> she's well, an she's aviation. Yeah. She's a photographer. She's, she's she's
2: fly, of, loves yeah, she loves to fly. She took some amazing pictures flying into Frankfurt yesterday or the day yeah. before.
3: And likes to have
2: the window open. Open. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah. She's, she's an av geek. I don't see that everything outside. So
3: Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you know, when you when you have that many people on an airplane, everybody has different thoughts and ideas. That's why as much as you would like to control their environment, I understand where some people like to look out the window. I mean, I totally get it.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, the many kids give you those little eye coverings, don't they?
3: If you so. are in a cabin, it provides them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Otherwise, you could if bring not, your you own. You could use a napkin or something, yeah. or your
1: blanket. <laughs> We've seen that.
0: Or our mom put. I had a a vest with a hood. She put that on backwards and then put that over her face. On a flight once.
3: (laughs) We've seen just about everything. Yes, we have.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I guess.
0: We're team follow the
1: rules. Oh, Oh, (laughs) oh, yeah. We are team follow those.
2: It was just interesting. So, But if you haven't listened to that episode of his with Laura, go listen to it. She talks a little bit about getting frisky in the bathroom and. In the bunks. In the bunks. Yeah.
1: I have yet to do it, but I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Someone
2: asked me, I wonder what Dave, your husband, thinks when you say that publicly
3: he
1: gets excited he doesn't <laughs> yeah, cringe. Like,
2: yeah that's why the person doesn't allow them to go and break together
1: that's true <laughs> the person will not allow us to go and break together
2: you'd rather have you do it with someone else <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't control that but at the same time how many times Greg like, have no, I said to you two. So I'm, I'm big 20 <laughs> <laughs> right I mean the big thing there is whether you're going top or bottom that's the big question when you get in the bunk
2: yeah what are you I like, top you top like? move yeah I'm the top
1: girl yeah Eric makes sense. I get in, uh, I'm top upper left.
2: Oh, you mean that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, top upper like- left. <laughs> well, she's real specific.
1: it was funny because Lisa Restifo and I used to fight for that bunk, and we'd look at each other and we'd be on opposite aisles and we'd start running for the bunks because both of us wanted that bunk. Oh, that's funny. And I would tell her, I'm, I, I say seniority because I'm one above her. She's, uh, I say seniority. She goes, it doesn't count here.
3: Oh, how funny. I, <laughs> <laughs> I never even thought about it. I always used to get on the top bunk, and now suddenly I just find it easier to sleep in the bottom bunk. Do you take your pants off? I do not take my pants off. I do take my shirt off. Okay, you do take your shirt off. And I haven't taken my pants off yet. Although I do, I did just receive uh some pajamas. Oh, that were left over from. I mean, they were they were new they from first first from first first class. Yeah, I don't know how they ended up on um, my airplane, but they did. And they're actually quite comfortable. I'm, yeah, they are comfortable. Yeah, I'm tempted, but no, it's probably not going to happen. <laughs>
1: um, we we were flying with, and our, our purser was Reuben, and I. So he must not have been purser on that flight because I was in the bunk and I had my the screen was closed, you know, the curtain was closed, and I heard someone. I'm like, what are they doing? And I look out there, and Reuben's taking his clothes off. I go, oh, my, oh, sorry, Reuben, and I close it. And I'm like, what am I sorry for? And I opened it back up and watched <laughs> him. <laughs>
3: I've seen, I mean, I'm telling you, I've seen, boy, some people are in great shape. You don't realize it until they <laughs> rip Undress. off their, yeah. <laughs> Our uniforms
0: don't really let us, yeah. Right, yeah.
3: Unless you're from I'm Miami. Surprised. Then you can just wear the vest. Really. If, if you're sure. from Miami, you just wear the vest. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> 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 like, I'm having to get me started on what I saw the other day. <sighs> Anyhow, yeah. Okay. So that's bunk talk. You want to? If close
1: it up yes and you can also find us uh you can email us at the non lounge podcast at gmail.com thank you thank you greg for joining us finally thanks yeah! for having me thanks. do this you have a really
2: uh, instagram or twitter that you want to share that we can or anything that tiktok by
3: instagram uh that i've <laughs> such a long story with that one but i won't get into that is greg fez g-r-e-g-f is in frank e-z on okay. me.com but i'm kind of new to instagram so
1: you're starting though you're doing some good, you have some good content.
3: Yeah. Well, every now and then I throw stuff on there. You know, when you're in that business you have to kind of let people know you're working. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> every now and then, you know. Well, thank you for joining us and I I have a trip in September that's just an open spot and we have to check out Greece. That's something but from what you said from time wise. September sounds great. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, when you said that so that may be perfect but uh, thanks for joining us and sharing all your insights of that and your fun stories. Absolutely. Well, Tyler's well, going to be like,
1: he's going to be moussaka bound.
3: Ready for moussaka?
1: Moussaka. That's oh, my, my favorite thing to eat. Moussaka.
3: Remember yes. Moussaka? Did you watch uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding? <laughs> I don't think I've seen that. Oh, you didn't see you My Big Fat to Greek, see Greek it Wedding? Be, you I think
0: you're coming out with a third.
3: So, yeah, probably. Yeah, so the, the, and I went through this when I was a kid too. Um, I guess, not really. Uh, Greek school. Um, so the girl, the little girl, she was. Uh, Everyone had great food and snacks to eat, but we have a dish, an eggplant dish. We raised it to casserole. It's called musaka. Um, and people would say, what is it? She said moussaka. <laughs> oh, no, she didn't say moussaka. Somebody else would say, it's moussaka, Yeah. <laughs> That's
0: fine.
2: All right. Well, thank you. And uh, we'll see you guys next week.
0: Bye. This has been Non Rev Lounge.
1: This episode was sponsored by Staff Traveler, which is the number one app to get your non rev loads. It is used by over 400,000 people from all airlines in the world and built to make your non-rev trips easy and stress-free. Sign up now for free at stafftraveler.com forward slash nonrev lounge. is here. Oh, nice. Raul is here. Wait, no. Hang on. He's just. Blows and goes. Moes. Oh. Blows. <laughs> goes. He's laughing. Greg's laughing. Okay. I'm sorry, you guys. We, we were was, warned. He's supposed to be here at 11.
0: He's just a little late. Yeah.
1: He'll do anything you want. So these, we have two little like fan tr- palm trees. I bought it, and I said, "Can I eat there And I'll anything? pay you extra. And I paid him
2: anything you want.
1: <laughs> this landscaping wise, okay. Let's. And then he she tried to do t- her own
0: landscaping. Uh, of course, we're the copper state. Are we? Yeah.
3: Yes. Yes, with the copper dome. Oh,
0: I don't know that. Yeah. So one the of C's? the seas. What are the other seas?
2: Cattle, cotton. cotton,
0: citrus, climate,
2: California. No, <laughs>
1: Chimichanga. <laughs> Jimmy Chungus. Jimmy Chungus. that They, they were petitioning the legislature for making that the sixth
0: C.
3: Chimichanga? Oh, really? uh
0: uh-huh,
3: <laughs> Passengers by the racial term Karen. How's that racial? Right. Is she white? Right. She was white. Okay. <laughs> right.
0: I, but it's, uh, yeah, it's not. But that's. I, just, I
3: didn't think it was racial at
0: all. It's a slam, but it's not racial. It's a yeah. slam,
1: right? But but. It? And you didn't mean it but as a slam. Is he the, told you the, that, the, but he told anyway, you
3: her name was Karen. He was because he was kind of poking fun at his wife. Right? Yeah, but you it's, thought
1: he was telling he the truth. He was
3: thinking she's so entitled. Here she is in first class. Just, but it wasn't. It wasn't
2: even from them complaining. It was from another passenger. It was another
3: passenger that oh, wrote geez. a letter that said. The so man, they're the Karen the steward. Yeah, because they're the, the, the steward. The Did steward. The steward was heard addressing people by the racial term Karen. This is completely. Inappropriate, blah blah blah. <laughs> and I wanted if I would have saw that person, I would have said, first of all, I wasn't talking Karen. to anybody except the lady that it was between us. That's it. You know? Yeah. So, so did you started.
1: have to explain that to your manager?
3: I just wrote a, 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 I just wrote a note and I told her, of course.
1: This is what happened. Of all I, people if I had
3: even thought it was a racial slur i certainly would not have used it anyway.
2: well it
0: kind of it makes you feel like it takes away being able
3: to have a little fun it does with karen
2: <laughs> so karen was simply upset couldn't that you called someone else karen
3: no, <laughs> no well, maybe her name was maybe that was karen that actually wrote the letter well that's it, it sounds
2: like a karen like the whole <laughs> she karen does is sound like someone that complains about someone. she was
3: the karen exactly yeah. Yeah. she
0: wanted to see your manager right <laughs> see your manager please